And you know where I live Yeah, you know what we is Sometimes you gotta stay in and Welcome to my Welcome, Peter Report readers and listeners, to another edition, a Super Bowl week edition, a Super Bowl game preview edition of the Peter Report podcast, energized by Celsius. I am John Ledyard, along with Scott Reynolds, and this is, Scott, win, lose, or draw, which you can't draw in the Super Bowl, so win or lose, this is the final game preview episode of the 2020-2021 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, unbelievable season. We've cranked out a bunch of these. Probably more excited to do this one than any of the other ones for obvious reasons, Scott. Yeah, and uh, if if you're tuning in, I'm going to have a lot of this stuff kind of in video format for you, thanks to John's uh, handiwork with with the Flipper, um, in my Fab Five, which is probably going to come out Thursday night. It's going to be an entire Super Bowl preview edition, Bucks versus Chiefs, where we're really going to break down what the Bucks need to do offensively and defensively to beat the Chiefs. But we're going to be going into a lot of that stuff as well for you tonight. So there'll be plenty of preview stuff in the SR Fab 5, as well as tonight's podcast. John, I'm super excited about it. And I'm also super excited because Saturday, we're going to be having a two-hour preview podcast. It's not going to feature just you and I. Mark right. Cook's going to be there. Matt Matera is going to be there. Uh Taylor the Grizz Jenkins is going to be there. Grizz. Yes, live at the Glory Days Grill in Carrollwood from nice. noon to two. So, and you know who else is going to be there? Um, Celsius is going to be there. That's, that's right. right. If you haven't tried Celsius, this is your opportunity because we're going to have Celsius there giving out free energy drinks for you guys. So if, you, if you've never tried it, if you want to sample different flavors, Celsius is going to be there with a truck full of of drinks to hand out for free for you guys. It's going to be awesome. Glory Days is going to have some giveaways. We're going to have some Peter Report merchandise and swag yes. to give away too. So come on out. Oh, and by the way, um, some guy named Dwight Smith is going to be there. Bucks. Oh, I think I've heard of him today, especially above all days, yeah. Scott. Super Bowl champion Dwight Smith is going to be there too. He said some very controversial things on, on WDE, our partners on the radio. Uh, as it pertains to the, the Super Bowl this year and even in 2002. But listen, everyone's entitled to their opinion, whether you uh, agree with Dwight or not. And I don't necessarily subscribe to everything Dwight Smith is saying. The one thing I will say is, you know, he certainly gave the impression, John, that the Super Bowls are rigged, right? And and I don't think that's the case. I don't think the NFL is rigged, right? Because it's a game of skill, right? And and uh, and how how are you going to, if you're – if you're Tom Brady winning all these Super Bowls, they were close fashion, right? They were a field goal decided whether the, the Patriots won some of those games or not, whether it's Adam Vinatieri making them or if it was uh, Stephen Goskowski making them. Um, I, I don't think that the Super Bowls are rigged. Dwight has got a different opinion about that. So we'll get into that a little bit. But the cool thing about Dwight, I've known this guy for 20 years and he's got a lot of cool Super Bowl stories to tell. We'll, we'll get into that Super Bowl team and get his thoughts on, on this year's team as well. So regardless, win, lose, or draw, as you mentioned, John, it should be a fascinating interview on Saturday. So come out and and, uh, and meet the PR team. Meet John. He's new here in, um, yeah. in the state of Florida. Yeah, and, I would love that, man. Yeah, and so we're, we're looking forward to finally getting back to some live events 
uh, now that we've all kind of come to grips with COVID and we're doing our first one of 2020 or 2021, I should say, at Glory Days in Carrollwood. So mm-hmm. it should be a great time from new to two. And we'd love to see you guys out there. Yep. We got lots to talk about on today's show, including some of the aforementioned stuff, as well as I've got a brand new defensive package. I've been, I've been again, mad scientist style, Scott. I've been putting my head down and thinking of ways that you could defend this team. And it's all brought to you by Celsius. All right, John. You know what that means, right? That, that's that's the Celsius commercial. And what do you have in your hand there, my L- friend? Little kiwi guava. Throwing it back to the kiwi guava. I've been going with the heat line for a while now. Decided to throw it back to grab a kiwi guava through in the fridge today. Glad that I did, man. This thing hits. It does. And I you know what the kiwi. cool thing about that kiwi, kiwi guava or this uh, orange Celsius that I crushed today is, John? What? The best thing about it is it's 30% off. Wow. That's right. Now through February 8th, which is the day after the big game, you can save 30% off when you click on the banners on PeterReport.com, the Celsius banners that take you right to Amazon. That's where you can save 30% off your subscribe and save order. Now, I did that. I placed three orders, one to my daughter Ellie out there in Manhattan, Kansas. I sent her some of the, the peach mango green tea. And for my wife, Ashley, I got her some of that awesome celsius heat the blueberry pomegranate that we all like john and for myself i got more of this orange because this is still my favorite flavor now the best thing about this subscribe and save is is you place your order you save 30 percent then you're going to save five percent on every additional order and you can set that time frame out to a couple of weeks a month two months wherever you want whenever you want that next order of celsius to come you don't have to worry about it it's already ordered and it's going to be on the way to, to replenish your supply. So subscribe and save 30% off right now. Now is the time to try Celsius and save money uh, and do it before February 8th. And also stay tuned at the end of this podcast for your chance to win a three-month supply of Celsius. How many cans is that, John? 96 cans of Celsius can be yours. Stay tuned at the end of this podcast for more information from our good friends at Celsius. All right, Scott, we got it. we're going to try and move through this podcast in systematic order. We're going to first look at the Bucs when the Bucs have the ball, and then we're going to look at when the Bucs are on defense and the Chiefs have the ball. We're going to kind of try and section this podcast off into yeah. those parts and, fo- and stay focused on that. But before oh, well, we do on. that. I got one more announcement. Yes. This is a special announcement here, okay? Uh, we had a longtime uh, Peter Report subscriber going back to like the magazine days, okay? Uh, her name is is Courtney Dower, and she has a challenge for all of the Buck fans tonight that are listening to us and watching us on the the Peter Report podcast. She is willing to match super chat donations tonight up to two hundred and fifty dollars. So for every super chat donation we get tonight, whether it's five dollars, ten dollars, fifty dollars, a hundred dollars, whatever it is. Whatever you guys out there in, in Pewter Nation feel like donating tonight, she's going to match up to 250 bucks. Yeah. So this is a chance for us to really 
get Mark Cook that new camera and and we make are, up we're close. Yeah. So if if your if your hearts and your pocketbooks are open tonight and you feel like donating, um, you know now's the now's the time because we have a generous yeah. donation from one of our Peter Report readers, listeners, and viewers of the Peter Report podcast who's willing to do that. So feel free to donate tonight, and we greatly appreciate it. Yeah, and at the end of tonight's podcast, not only will you be uh, given information about entering the Celsius contest, but you also you will be given information about what Scott and I are predicting, who will win That's right. the Super Bowl. Um, so, all right, Scott, the Bucks have the ball. What do they do well in Week 12? What were the things that may have worked for them in Week 12 had things not gotten away so quickly? I'm going to talk about running the football, Scott, okay? Yeah. So everyone brace yourselves. This is my take on the running the football. I want a flipped game script from normal, Scott. That's what I want for this game. I want this Bucks team to come out in this game and throw the ball in early downs and run the ball in late downs, obviously, if they're manageable late downs. But that's what I want them to do. I, and I, then I want, once that's happening and the Chiefs are forced to react to it, I want them to switch. Then they switch it up. Then you start mixing in and you get a little bit more of both. Here's my thought process behind it, Scott, and then I want to hear what you think about it. But to me, the key to this game for the Bucks offense, there's two things I think that they have to do really well have to keep pressure from destroying their offense. The pressure destroyed their offense early on, but it wasn't because their linemen were getting whooped one-on-one or anything like that at all. It was yeah. because they didn't have the answers to pressure in the past game that they should have had. Okay, yeah. There's extra there's extra blitzer all the time in the, in the first right. game. Need to have answers to pressure. The best ways to do that, in my opinion, are to throw the ball on early downs when teams are less likely to know you're throwing it and, and dial up pressure in those situations. Throw the ball on early downs and – Use play action. You slow the pass rush down a little bit. There are key, there are things you can do, even in an offense that isn't super creative with a ton of motion, that's pulling defenders all over the place and things like that. There's things you can do to limit the pass rush. I think the Bucs need to do those things. The other key to the game, in my opinion, Scott, they have to run the ball better. They not, I'm not necessarily saying they have to run it more. I don't think that. I'm also saying don't don't uh, you know stop running the ball at all. I think they need to run the ball in this game. I think they need to run it better than they've been running it. They had success running the ball last time they played the Chiefs. They couldn't do it a ton because of the game situation. I bet they come out wanting to run the football more. I just hope they don't do it on every single first down. John, Ronald Jones got nine or had nine carries for 66 yards. That's a 7.3 yard average. Okay. He just didn't have the opportunity to run the ball. Now it's going to be really interesting, right? Because if you look at Ronald Jones, what he did against the Packers, 10 carries, 16 yards, not exactly, you know, stating his case for being a big time player in this game plan, especially with playoff Lenny, right? With Leonard Fournette, um, with three touchdowns, a touchdown in every game, with over 300 yards of a total offense. That's He's averaging over 100 yards per game. He really has stepped up. He's really been RB1 in the playoffs. And yeah. it will be interesting to see. How much he gets, and he's going to start, right? He deserves the right to start. But how much Ronald Jones had success against the Chiefs, will that factor in yeah. to their, their decision to run the ball? That's going to be really fascinating to see, you know. And uh, we do want to recognize uh, Greg Cruz, Greg DeCruz, sorry, uh, from um, from way up north for our first Super Chat. Unfortunately, it's a sad one from a longtime Bucks fan. Lost my dad last week. Oh. And I know he's watching from above. So certainly thoughts and and prayers and well wishes to you, Greg. I lost my yeah. mom back in October, right after the Bucks-Packers game, and uh, it was certainly hard for, for me, especially during football season. This is 
when, when I'm working six, seven days a week. Um, but uh, boy, from from my mother who you know spent many of her, her years raising me in Kansas City of all places. She was a Chiefs fan. Then she moved down here, became a Bucks fan. This is this is going to be thrilling for her to see the Bucks and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl together. Hopefully, uh, Greg, you find some peace uh, during this time of year um, with with the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Thank you very much too to Joel Elrican for uh, for your super chat donation as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think Scott that in this game again, like I am, I'm, I'm fine with running the football. I, I you know, I just think it, ha- it has to be. You have to pick and choose your moments. When is bit. the best time to run the football? That's right. I was just about to say you on the spot. Third and two. Third or and less. two is a rundown. <laughs> Third and two is a rundown. Run That's the damn right. ball. And here's you the thing. Why? We you know need what? to flip the game script, Scott, right? Like they've been running on first and 10 and throwing on third and two. Let's yes. flip it around. Do the opposite exactly. on both of those. All right. So this is part of what you're going to see and read in, in, in my SRS Fab 5 that's coming out. Uh, maybe Thursday night. I think Thursday night I should have it done tomorrow night uh, instead of Friday morning. So look for that on PeterReport.com. Here's part of it. Here's here's what, what I did some, some digging uh, and came up with today. In, in week 12 – we all saw the Buccaneers come out in empty on third and one and third and two and third and three, which, which drove me crazy. I hate empty on third and one and third and two. It's awful. You're tipping off the defense is going to be a pass, especially with the statue back there like Tom Brady, right? Now, Tom Brady can run, right? He can run for some first downs. Like, yeah. It's called the quarterback sneak. But he's not going to be running from shotgun. Oh, he can know. fall for some first downs. Yeah, yeah, he can fall for some first downs, right? He's not going to be running at a shotgun, right? So I hate that that uh, that look. And you know what, John? It didn't work. It didn't yeah. work at all. So they should scrap the empty look because all it did was it invited the blitz. Right. And guess what? Brady was was and the Bucks were one of four on third and short. And we're going to define third and short as third and three or fewer. Okay, they were one of four, and they went empty in all those. It was a stupid idea by Byron Leftwich. And they need to scrap it from this game plan. If they come out and empty on third and one, two or three in this game, they deserve to lose the game. I'm telling you. Do you know why, John? You know why I'm so bold in saying you can't run the football when you don't have anyone in the backfield. That's right. But you know what happens when you do run the football? Since you get the first bye, downs. You get first downs. In the last seven games since the bye week, I went back and looked at every single game book from the Vikings game onto the Packers game just a week ago. And you know, you know what they converted at, John? They had 10 opportunities where they actually ran the ball. The Buccaneers ran the ball on third and three, third and two, or third and one. And they converted 90% of those downs. 90! That's nine out of 10. Oh, and by the way, the one time they didn't, when Ronald Jones got stuffed for no gain on third and one in New Orleans, you know what happened on fourth down? They, they got it. Down. On a Brady quarterback fall forward. There you go, two yards. Picked it up anyways. Okay? That's why you run the ball on third That's and two. That's why you run the ball. Third and two is a rundown. I love I'm telling it. you. I love it. It's the key to the game, in my opinion. I really think it is. It's, it's about situationally doing what's smart, right? Yeah. Now, here's the thing, right? You can't run the ball every single time in third and three, third and two, or third and one during a season, right? Because if the Bucs did that, they'd be so predictable, and there's no way that they would convert 90%, right? It's mm-hmm. not that automatic. And, and the Buccaneers did in those other in those seven games we're talking about. They didn't throw in every single third and one. We're just talking about the, the times they ran it. They were successful. The times they passed. Here's what happened. 
Brady dropped back to throw 15 times on third and three or, or fewer. He completed seven of 14 passes for 126 yards with two touchdowns and one interception. The other time, the 15th time, he got sacked. So when they passed the ball on third and three or fewer, they converted less than 50%. When they ran the ball on third and three or fewer, they converted it 90%, mm-hmm. right? Yes, those two touchdowns are great, but the sack wasn't great because it led to a punt. A couple of other instances, the incomplete passes led to punts. And, and of course, the interception stopped a drive um, and it took away a scoring possession, right? So my whole thing is the object on third and one, third and two is to advance, advance. keep possession, move the chains, convert, right? Run right. the ball to do that. So it, in an entire season, I get it. You can't run the ball on third and three every time. But, John, this is a one-game season we're talking about. And Correct. if I'm the Buccaneers and I'm in third and short, you know what I'm doing? I'm running the ball every single time in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and here's another part of that, Scott. It's about the same thing. But when you run the ball in those third and shorts and you become unpredictable in those third and shorts, everybody knows you're going to pass some of the time. But if you start running it and you mix things up and you're having success in the run game, whatever, even if you're not at having success in the run game when you stay out of third and eight or third and seven when play action is no longer a value to you you can use play action which you can use it on third and three third and two third and one if you start running the ball and they start okay you're going to run the ball on third and one third and two third and three we're going to load the box then you can go play action off of those you can find your plays like they did to chris godwin right again the last game where they brought him in for the insert block they leaked him out he's wide open right because again it looks like you're running and I think in those situations, you can have success throwing the ball, but you have to be able to use play action. To me, that's another critical component of this game. Not only does it slow down the pass rush, but it takes it takes advantage of the Chiefs' weakest position group, which is their linebackers. What They had a season-high play action pass rate against Washington. Washington had good players everywhere except their linebackers. Take advantage of those guys. Attack the middle of the field. When they did that in Week 12, they had success when they attacked the middle of the field. They hardly used play action at all. They could have made life so much easier for themselves, Scott, if they just used play action. They had five play action dropbacks in that whole game in Week 12. I think they've learned this lesson a little bit but it takes staying out of third and long to yep. be able to do it. Last time yep. against the Chiefs, four of five on play action passes right. for 83 yards and a touchdown. That yep. is awesome production. In fact, Scott, they averaged 9.3 yards per attempt more yep. on play action de- attempts than they did other attempts. Got to be able to use play action and use it a lot in this game, but it takes getting into manageable situations. No one's falling for play action on second and 10 or on third and nine, third and eight. They're not worried about it. So you have to make sure you're in manageable situations to do it. Yep. No, we appreciate Dragon Lope with the super chat. Remember, tonight, all super chats are being matched by our super fan, Courtney. So um, if you have the opportunity to to give tonight, it's an opportunity for us to, to double. Uh, the the revenue that we generate that goes right back towards this podcast, which is really cool. Right. You heard it first here, boys. The Super Bowl Sunday, our Nears are going to absolutely dismantle this over to Chief Squad next season, five and eleven. Um, <laughs> Wait, next season the Bucks are going to be five and eleven. I, I hope he's saying that the Chiefs are going to be five and eleven. So, <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> like the boldest prediction ever, the Chiefs right. are going to get dismantled <laughs> by the Bucks. Bucks are going yeah. five and eleven next year. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, but we'll see. I can lope with an absolute um, haymaker. Yes, right. So so here's here's what uh, a, a couple things I can see, and, and I, I posted a couple comments as you were talking, John, 
we had some great comments from some of the fans here. Um, I, I think this is a game where you're going to see some trick plays. I think you, you can see like a Scotty Miller reverse around the, the end zone, uh, or, you know, like inside the five-yard line. Um, it sounds like you might have some intel. I, I don't. I don't. You I've not it. been in practice all week. So the, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying, I, I think yeah. I, got you. I, I agree with the, with the a former um, uh, post. I, I, did, I just posted here a comment where yeah. I think Arians is going to throw the kitchen sink. This is the ultimate no risk it, no biscuit game for him. It took him this long to get here, 68 years. Uh, he might not be back. You, you got to throw the kitchen sink at Kansas City. I could see a flea flicker. Remember we saw the flea flicker early in the season? Was it Justin Watson, one of Brady's only underthrows of the season. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So I could see a flea flicker in this game. I could see Vita Bea coming in as a short yardage running back, maybe catching the ball like he did in 2019 oh against the Falcons. Gosh. I might streak in the press box if Vea scores the game winning touchdown. <laughs> and you might get thrown out, but uh, might be the end of my career. It, it, it might it might go viral. You know, I'm just saying. Give me a heads up moment. So But I mean if Vea scores, come on. Like there's gonna be some people that are like, you know, I understand. Like I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would be yeah, but you're right. This is will be wrinkles, and you know Reed's ready. He always comes out of the bye with yes. some wrinkles. And so I think the Bucks, same thing on offense. I agree with you. Yeah. We have seen a little bit more creativity. They're never going to be mistaken for an Andy Reid offense right. or Kyle Shannon offense or Matt yes. LaFleur, anything like that. But we've seen a little bit more. You know, I wrote about my favorite play calls from the last win over the Packers. And yeah, there was one right there, play action to break. Exactly, yeah, they, and they played the play action to break. So they've gotten a little more, more creative, and they've done some things. And so, um, yeah, I think that this is an opportunity, in my opinion, this is an opportunity to pull out something that they haven't seen before. If you come into the Super Bowl without – a play that isn't on tape at all or anything like yeah. that, you know, I think you're making a mistake. And Reed's going to be ready for those. And so, yeah, yeah, in addition to being able to run the ball more efficiently on certain downs and being able to use play action pass to find your plays uh, down the field or even just uh, efficient passing plays, I agree with you. I think another yeah. key to the game, have something the Chiefs haven't seen on offense, have something ready like that. Yeah, and, and maybe have Vita Vea running the ball, right? I mean, he was a running back in high school. Uh, you know, the, the only time they got him involved in the offense other than being a blocker was he caught that touchdown pass off play action from Jameis Winston in 2019. So I'm just saying, maybe maybe you put him back there in the backfield and just like the fridge in the Super Bowl, you know, give him the handoff. Yeah, I mean, I would pay money to see that in the Super Bowl, obviously. I think a lot of people would, but I would pay a substantial amount of money and yeah. I might streak. So that's how far I would go over the Vea success uh, on offense if that becomes a thing. Here's it, another thing. If Vita Vea scores a touchdown in the Super Bowl, he is like automatic legend status, right? He, you can pencil him in for the Bucks Ring of Honor at least. Right. I mean, just, I'll start the campaign on Monday. Vita Vea for the Bucks Ring of Honor. If he scores a touchdown in the Super Bowl, I'll do it. I'm writing that column. That would be so much fun. That'd be so much fun. That'd be too much fun, honestly. But you can't have too much fun. But, I mean, I think that the, in this game specifically, Scott, I find matchups for Cam Brait, Rob Gronkowski, if they are going to use him in the past game a ton, like they did last in week twelve, last time week right. 12, and Chris Godwin. I, find, I think their matchups are, are great. Um, yeah. I think they can win those. Um, Godwin is going to have a different matchup if the Chiefs go man coverage. Legereus Sneed is kind of the bigger rookie corner has been yeah. playing in the slot for Kansas City. He started outside, and then he's been playing in the slot for them mm -hmm. uh, more recently. And so I think he's going to be a bigger matchup for Chris Godwin than Chris Godwin's used to, a bigger corner in there. How yeah. he plays is pretty important for the Chiefs. Remember, Chris Godwin had a really good game last time 
these two teams played uh, right. was one of his better games of the, of the year. Uh, and so, yeah, I think that that's going to be important for Kansas City to figure that one out. Um, I don't know that LeJarrius Sneed, he's had a great rookie season. He's a good player. In fact, nice little nice little hit for your boy in the draft because I was pretty high on LeJarrius Sneed. Yeah. inside my top 100. And, uh, yeah, so he was he was the guy we liked a little bit. Thought he could be a, a buck if they were going to draft another yeah, corner. But they liked him the, too. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it was a fit. So, anyway, I, I, I like him as a player, but, again, it's going to be a situation where how do you match up with everybody, you know? And so inside, middle of the field, I think they're going to have some success. Now, remember, everybody for some reason, Scott, thinks that the Bucs didn't throw the deep ball well last time they played the Chiefs. For the life of me, I have no idea why yeah. that is. They were four of seven on 20 points. That's a great rate yeah. right there. Yeah. Four of seven on passes 20 yards or more in the air. Gronk had and remember, the first – what's that? Gronk had two of those big catches, a big 48-yarder yes, in the third quarter, 29-yarder in the, in the second quarter. 29-yarder got him going a little bit. Um, yeah. They hit Evans for a touchdown later in the game. Godwin had another one, you know, down yeah. the field under pressure. So, I mean, and then one of them was the Evans, the throw to Evans on the first drive of the game that we've talked about in here all the time that goes right past the stands. Could have been a big play yeah. to open the game, yeah. but that's one that has to be caught too. So five of those plays were great. They did have the interception to Scotty when they blew the protection. That's always a concern when you're throwing deep. You can't blow the protections. You know, Brady can't – he didn't have the the – he can't move and those condensed spaces reset and throw an right. accurate ball. That's just always been a limitation. And so um, I think you have to be, make sure you're honestly huge part of this game, huge part yeah. of this game is the backs protecting. And that's yeah. the also one of the more worrisome parts of the game. Everything else we've talked about is in their wheelhouse. They can do it. They can execute mm-hmm. the game plan. We laid out and have success. I have no doubt about that. All the right. backs protect and they protect. That's huge yeah. in this game. Because the Chiefs will set extra pressure, they have to be able to think it, and they have to be able to execute too. What if playoff Lenny continues his hot streak and just goes off in the Super Bowl? That's what Logan Merrick wants to know. If Leonard Fournette goes off in the Super Bowl, do the Bucks try to re-sign him? I really don't even think Le- – <laughs> he's, he's had moments in every game. But yeah. has he really been that good? I mean, he still drops a bunch of passes. He's still blown protections in every single playoff game. Yeah. I don't think there's a chance, but it, it would have to be a monumental game from playoff yeah. Lenny. I have enjoyed playoff Lenny immensely. Yes, I actually really like him as a person too. Yeah. But and uh, I think I think that he would have to want to take a one year deal, right? He'd have to yeah. take he he'd have to like want to come back if the Bucks lose. Like, hey, let's try it again. Come on back for one year, you know. Uh, and he's not old like Gronk and Sue. He's young yeah. and he knows right. he's going to have a chance somewhere else. And yeah, all right. He's gone. Here's the story. There's been plenty of stories, right? We've done Zoom calls, you know, at the Wazoo, right? The one thing that no one's talked about yet is the weather, right? I was going to actually ask about this. I'm glad you. Br- okay. I'm glad Gary brought it up. Gary Gary says, "I think it might rain Sunday." The sports gamer says, "Can you guys talk about the forecast being thunderstorms and 75 percent chance for rain?" All right, John. So welcome to Florida, where. <laughs> If you want to see the weather change, wait five minutes. Well, is that true, though? Because every, Trevor always used to say it to me, too, but I have been here for nine weeks now, and I've seen it rain during the day twice, I think. No, you're right, but here, here's my point. My point is is a couple days ago, it was supposed to rain on Saturday but be clear on Sunday. Oh, then, okay. it, then a front was supposed to come through, and it was supposed to be 69 degrees, um, like, you know – I, actually, I, I want to say it was like low 70s, but getting down to 39 degrees, right, at nighttime. But now the front's changed a little bit. It's not going to be getting as cold. But right now, and here we are, we're filming this, taping this on Wednesday night. As of right now, there is a chance for thunderstorms, scattered thunderstorms on Sunday, right? 
Yep. And it's supposed to get down to 63, 90% humidity. And it says showers early, then scatter thunderstorms developing late. Low of 63, winds light and variable, chance of rain 40%. Well, John, anybody that lives in Florida knows the chance of rain 40%. That That's the standard um, forecast for rain in the summer. 40% chance for rain today, which means it's going to rain. That's, that's it doesn't mean much what you're saying. Well, but here it depends on when it's going to rain. Is it going to rain at six? Is it going to rain at eight? Is it going to rain at, at 10? Um, there has been rain before in the Super Bowl. It happened in Miami. It happened during that Colts Bears Super Bowl where Peyton Manning and Kenny Dungey. But it won't. It doesn't last long. I don't know. The, the, the rain doesn't last long. It typically doesn't. Usually. And, but there, and there is a front moving. But the, what concerns me, and I'm no meteorologist, is this front starts on Saturday with scattered thunderstorms continues through Sunday and into Monday. So it, that mm. sounds like it's either a massive front or a slow moving front. So I'll tell you what scares me. It, you want to know what it, scares you know, me? The Super Bowl has never been suspended in terms of play other than one time. And that was because the lights went out in New Orleans between the Ravens and the 49ers. They had to actually wait as they got the lights turned back on. But there's never mm. really been a weather yeah. delay in the Super Bowl. So that might happen on Sunday. If, if you've been to Buccaneer games, Buccaneer fans, in September or August in the preseason, you've experienced a weather delay. So we might have our first weather delay in the Super Bowl. We'll have to wait and see. Wow. You know what actually frightens me, Scott, a little bit is the fact that we've got a frost advisory tonight. We do. That's right. I did, I did not come here for all that. Just you saying. Brought, you brought the cool weather with you, John. I did not come here for all that. Actually, it's my fault. I was ripping on people from up north. Well, uh, if, you have, if you have outdoor plants, John, it's, it's getting out of 30 tonight, then you you need to provide some insurance. You need to to put some blankets or sheets over those so you don't lose your foliage. Now, Good point, that's but the, where can I find that? Well, that's the one thing, John. You, Briar Greaves is not going to insure your foliage. That's up to oh, you. Wow. But when it comes True to everything wow. else, Briar Greaves at briargreaves.com is where you want to go for your insurance needs. Now, we talked about weather, right? What a year in the insurance world, right? We're talking about a number of record storms. Uh, we're talking about uh, 30 storms this year, flooding in addition to wildfires across this country, in addition to the pandemic, it's been a, a, a calamitous year in the insurance industry with commercial property and homeowner rates increasing across the industry due to these catastrophes. Briar Greaves Agency has numerous carriers with plenty of options to help new and existing clients affected by these increases. Now, I was subjected to this, John. That's why I went to Briar Greaves at the advice of our good friend, Mark Cook, and got the best rates possible along with the best coverage. And that's what you want from your insurance company. Although these catastrophes caused billions in losses, water damage from pipes breaking, washing machines and ice makers hoses, uh, water heat heaters bursting. Those are the number one claims for homeowners. The Briar's going to examine all of your existing policies to make sure everything is covered, not just the best price. So personal, right. commercial auto insurance is another line that Briar Greaves Insurance handles. You can find out more information by logging onto their website, briargreavesinsurance.com, or giving them a call at 813-876-4166. That's 813-876-4166. Briar Greaves Insurance, not just Buccaneer fans, but also proud sponsors of the Peter Report podcast. All right, Scott, time to flip to the other side of the ball. And now we got to talk about when the Chiefs have the ball and the Bucs are on defense 
and I've got to throw a little something at you. Okay, ready? Defensive package okay. time. Some of you who have been listening or been reading on the website, you've heard me talk about the bleach package. Okay, I call it the bleach package because it revolves around White and Whitehead. They I like have to it. Play, play different spots basically. Devin White would be playing on the defensive line. You take out one of the D tackles. Now the Vea is back. You have Vea, JPP, Shaq Barrett up front. Those three, along with Devin White, mix them, yeah. mix them, match them, put them wherever, depending on the matchups. I don't care. But those four guys up front, these are pass obvious situations. Uh, when you can get into those situations, God pray that you can get into those situations yeah. against Kansas City. If you can do that, here's how you here's how you play it. You get Whitehead and David on the second level. Then you got Edwards and Winfield playing deep. Anyway, yada yada. That's been the uh, the big thing I've talked about this season. Right. Variation to it though. I don't know what the name, but I haven't thought of a name for it. But Here's my variation to it. All the Bucs right. aren't going to play dime, right? What do we say the other day, Scott? They played like eight snaps of dime defense all season, yeah. <laughs> something ridiculous. They don't want to take a linebacker off the field. We know this. Right. They just – okay, play three safeties. That's my counter, okay? Play two corners yeah. and three safeties. That's what I want to do. I want to play Carlton Davis outside. I want to play Sean Murphy Bunting outside or Jamel Dean, depending on matchups, and you can switch them in and out. I don't care. Yeah. But uh, you, I want to play two corners on the outside – I'll keep your linebackers on the field. Keep your four down defensive linemen. I'm fine with that. I, I can live with that. I get that they're not going to take a linebacker off the field or, right. or or take a or put them on the line of scrimmage. It's not going to happen. So to keep your linebackers on the field, keep your speed there. Play Antoine Winfield rolled up uh, okay. if you need to. Play Jordan Whitehead at strong safety. Play when you're playing too deep. Play like Jordan Whitehead it. deep and play uh, Mike Edwards deep. Have those guys be your deep safeties. Roll Antoine Winfield up and blitz them. Roll Whitehead up and blitz them. Play the other two back. Just throw different things at Kelsey. I would love to see Antoine Winfield on Travis Kelsey some. I don't think we saw that at all in the last game. Yeah, Not that yeah. I can remember. Yeah, no, no, no times did we see that. Yeah, Levante David and Sean Murphy Bunting. Right. I just don't think – I love Levante David. I don't think there's a linebacker in the league that is a prayer against Travis yeah. Kelsey, especially the routes he runs. They're just yeah. not even – they're not even routes that a linebacker typically has to deal with or think about. So exactly. I think you can't do it. I think you have to – again, I want – I want them to play too deep the whole game, almost. So yep. Basically, the whole game. I mean, I really think if you make the Chiefs, hey, we got to run the football like against them. Yep. They're playing too deep. We got to run the football more. Like Then I think you've won. This is a great run defense. You have to be right. able to play six in the box and stop this run scheme. I really think yep. you have to. And and yes, if they're gonna if you're gonna go with twelve personnel or thirteen personnel, sure, you move Jordan Whitehead down into the box, or you cut down his yeah. split and get him closer to the box. He'll feel fast. I don't worry about that with Whitehead. He sees it. And he right. goes. He's great at that. But you have to take your chances about giving up a few runs to take away the pass, man. I mean, I agree. Massive difference, right? When they played two deep yeah. safeties in the last game, as the second half yeah. went on, and I just think you it's have huge. to put you have to have a different plan for Kelsey than. David and whatever corner plays inside yeah. on him. I just don't think it's a good well, plan. You, you mentioned cover two, John. And the biggest thing is, is what, what you have to, to do is, is, is play cover two, especially in the red zone. We saw the Buccaneers right before halftime, the chiefs were driving down. They were in, in the red zone and three straight incompletions by Patrick Mahomes featured two things. Number one, cover two on every single one of those plays in the red zone. And it, it, it confused Mahomes a little bit. It took away the easy one-on-one that he's used to seeing, and it made him hang on to the ball. That allowed pressure to get there. We saw Will Golston. We saw Shaq Barrett. We saw Jason Pierre-Paul flush him out of the pocket on each one of those and force incompletions. It then ended up forcing a field goal rather than, than getting the Chiefs a touchdown. Unfortunately, Todd Bowles had a little bit of, of a brain fart at halftime, and when, when they got down in the red zone again, 
he didn't go to cover two. And what happened? They went single high safety, and Antoine Winfield Jr. was a little bit late getting his alignment, right? And what happened there? Um, it was one-on-one. Winfield couldn't get over in time. It was a perfect pass, perfect catch, touchdown for the Chiefs. Now, Kansas City only scored after that explosive 17 points in the first quarter, John. They only scored 10 points in quarters two through four. That's it, 10. And in the second half, Patrick Mahomes only passed for 103 yards and a touchdown. So the the, the uh, adjustments that Todd Bowles made were the correct ones. Mm-hmm. They just had an awful first quarter, and they got no help from their offense due to Byron Leftwich coming out of that dumb empty set uh, that didn't help them convert any third and shorts. So it was it was a double whammy. The Bucs couldn't score to match the the Chiefs scoring in the first quarter, and those adjustments came a little bit too late. But I would head into this game, like you said, playing cover two, playing cover four. And if you do play cover um, one, which is a single high safety or the single high safety in that cover three look, the one adjustment Bowles made, and I and I show this to you on film in my SR Spat 5 column coming out at the end of the week on um, probably Thursday night, is – the the typical alignment of that safety, John, is 15 yards off the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. After seeing Tyreek Hill blow past Carlton <laughs> Davis twice, that free safety alignment was moved back three more yards to 18 yards off the ball. And you know what happened? There weren't any big plays in the passing game outside of that 20-yard touchdown shot in the red zone. But they really took away the Chiefs' deep ball by just making that subtle adjustment and by going to more uh, cover two and cover four. John, they played cover two and cover four, a combined 48% of the snaps in week 12. We've never seen the Buccaneers play that much cover two and cover four in any game this right. year. I think. Right. And you right. know what? It worked. And, and the other thing is, is they need to get pressure with their, with their four-man pass rush. Mm-hmm. There were eight incompletions by Patrick Mahomes in the first half. John, there were pressure on Mahomes on six of those. And he also got sacked and, and gave up the, the ball with the key fumble yeah. was forced by, by Shaq Barrett. So that's going to be the key. I think the Bucs will get more pressure in this game because of Eric Fisher being out. And Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett are going to have to hit to get home. And we didn't see Vita Vea in Week 12. We didn't see Jamel Dean. Those are X factors. We talked about that on Monday that have to step up. But I think the big thing in this game, John, is you can't play cover one, which the Bucs like to do. You can't blitz Patrick Mahomes, which the Bucs yeah. like to do. You have to go outside of your norm and, and do what the game plan says to do. Do what worked in quarters two through four, and the Bucs win this game. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it really is that simple, right? I mean, I don't think it's that simple in terms of execution, but in right. terms of game plan, it's just about what gives you the best chance. There's yeah. just no way you can tell me that going into a game plan against the Chiefs with the mindset of we have to stop the run is the best chance to win the game. It just right. cannot be the case. You know, this is Patrick Mahomes, Tyree yep. Kill, Travis Kelsey. If the game plan doesn't revolve around stopping those guys first, you cannot ever account for everything that a team can do to you. But you have to take away the biggest strength. You have to take and make them go to plan B. If that is the Chiefs say, okay, like they're going to take away these guys, they're going to commit everything to coverage. We're right. going to run the football. Okay, then we see how that goes. And if they're just killing you 20 yards a pop, all right, then maybe I was wrong. Maybe we got Justin. I just don't think that's going to happen. Not with that offensive line. I know their scheme is great and they couldn't find ways to run the ball, but how many times have the Chiefs been pushed to a run scheme to, to run the ball first and foremost and then beaten a team because of that? 
I really I think the Bills game in the regular season, it kind of happened. The Bills have been bad against the run all season long. I think the Bucks need to trust we got the horses up front. We can stop the run. Yeah. We don't need to put everybody in there to stop the run. We can do this with just a few guys up front with I six agree. in the box. And I think if they can do that, and I think they can do it well enough, it's not about holding them to negative one or you know one yard a carry or I don't think care about that. But it's just about doing it well enough to be able to slow down the Chiefs and what they do. And so I think that's going to have to be the key if if, if they want to have success on D. And John, we're talking about the safeties, right? We're talking about cover two and cover four. And yes, Tyreek Hill exploded, right, for those two touchdowns to give the Chiefs a 17 0 mm-hmm. lead in the first quarter, 203 yards. It was embarrassing. But at the end of the day, like I mentioned, Patrick Mahomes only passed for 103 yards and in a touchdown in the second half. The, the Bucs made some great adjustments. Right. And when they went to cover two, I mean, Tyreek Hill only had 66 yards and one touchdown in quarters two through four. Right. So, I, I mean, if they would have come out with this game plan from the beginning, who knows what could have happened? If they would have, if they would have scored some first quarter points, who knows what could have happened? If, um, if after Gronkowski, we talked about, you know, Gronkowski, if after that forty-eight yard touchdown, not touchdown, but forty-eight yard pass play down to the six yard line, where they they kind of screwed the pooch and didn't didn't do anything with it except for kick a field goal, that's four points right there. If they get a touchdown rather than a field goal, they win that game. And they get over 30 points. I think that's the key number for the Bucs. So you got to get over 30 points. They're 11 and 0 when they score 30 points or more this year. They were held to 24. I think if they get 30 points, John, I think they win this game. The other thing, we, you mentioned Kelsey and, and what a great route runner he is. He really made Levante David look a little silly, uh, honestly. And Levante is a great player. But right. the reason why Levante just couldn't stop Kelsey. And Kelsey had eight catches for 82 yards. He averaged 10 yards. That's a first down every time he he caught the ball. And the reason why is because, for some reason, they didn't jam him at the line of scrimmage. Whether it's Sean Murphy bunting on him, which happened a couple times, or Levante David, they did not uh, prevent Kelsey from getting a free release. And anytime you do that against a great route runner, against a guy who's big and, and can really create separation with just a step, I, I I think that's that's a folly. I, I think that's bad game planning. Um, you know where he's going to be. He's lined up either in line or flexed in the slot. And and if you're going to to man cover him, or even if it's zone, get your hands on him and disrupt him. Hold him up for for a, a split second. If you do that, it forces Mahomes to hang on to the ball. That helps your pass rush get there. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, you're right. Like this has to be game where those guys are front dominate and then even so like i think you have to do it consistently right because you can have a couple good plays and then Mahomes is thrown off his back foot for you know 60 yard touchdown so yeah like i said it has to be like a consistently dominant game from those guys up front jack barrett jason pierre paul they can't really run out of steam even veil like tough as that is to say they don't have any depth as a pass rush group those guys are gonna have to play you know really most of the the game and they're gonna have to play at a high level i think for them to to be able to be successful. We know this. This is kind of like the easy part of the game plan, right? Like everybody knows if you don't have pressure with four against the Chiefs, it might not matter anything else that you do. And so I'm encouraged by the way the Bucs have played recently up front. I really am. I think Jason Pierre-Paul is wired right now. I think Shaq Barrett's playing not only just because of the results, but he's working moves. Like he just didn't – I didn't feel like he had a great plan of attack a lot of the year, which was weird after watching him last year. And And I think he's doing – you're going up against Mike Remmers, who was when he was with the Panthers, he was a turnstile mm-hmm. for Von Miller in the Super Bowl. 
you know, several years ago, Jason Pierre-Paul lit him up for a sack in week 12. So Mike Remmers is now the left tackle replacing Eric Fisher. You've got Andrew Wiley moving from right guard to right tackle. And then you've got um, uh, Stefan Wisniewski coming in at right guard. So you're playing, I mean, these are two Pro Bowl caliber players, right? JPP with Pro Bowl this year, Shaq Barrett last year, going up against journeymen, going up against some career backups, yep. if we're speaking you know, honestly here, which we are. So, uh, yeah, like these guys need to step up. And and, and Vita Vey, I think, is going to be a big help. He didn't play in week 12. He collapses the pocket. Mm-hmm. And as long as is when they have a shot at Mahomes, if you got a, if you got a shot, it's got to be a kill shot. You can't arm tackle the guy. You can't swing and miss at this guy. Because if you do, he can scramble for 15 yards, pick up the first down, or he can extend the play. Right. He's hard, He's to, hard tackle. to tackle. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm saying. When you got a clean shot, you got to take it. You got to get him on the ground. Right. Uh, Vita Vea, in terms of just matchups, I'm checking something right now, but Nick Allegretti has started at left guard for the Chiefs, I think, most of the season. I'm actually looking up just to make sure I'm right about him. But I believe he has been the guy for the Chiefs that has been their weakest link through most of the year, and he's the guy that would align across from Vea the majority of the time. Yeah. And, John, while, uh, while you're believe, looking that up, um, right, while, while you're, you're mm-hmm. double-checking that stat, if I had to bet that Vita Vea is going to beat the guy that you're talking about, um, I, I, I would make that bet. Yeah, would, and where would you do it, though? I would do it at my bookie, John. Oh, wow. time goat. Get it done against the future goat. Brady and Mahomes going head to head. Everyone's talking about who's going to win the big game here in Tampa. Whether you're a Chiefs fan or a Bucks fan, just remember whether who you're betting on is just as important as to where you're betting. That's why I tell my friends to go to my bookie and place their bets. My bookie has got all the props for the big game. These guys truly let you bet on anything, whether it's the length of the national anthem the Super Bowl MVP, or the colors of the sports drink dumped on the winning coach. My bookie has got a buffet of Bucks Chiefs props for you to chew on. And you can win big on NFL squares too. No need to leave the comfort of your home. You can access the sports book and casino right from your phone with your mobile app. Don't miss out on the big game of the year. It's the last game of the year. Sign up today at my bookie. Use the promo code Pewter to have your deposit matched halfway all the way up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus just for making your deposit. Use promo code Pewter to claim the offer. Bet, win, and get paid with my bookie. Yeah, I think that it's going to be Allegretti who has struggled in pass protection more than the other guys. He's been okay in pass protection this season, but he's struggled a, a, a decent amount too. And I think he and guys like Andrew Wiley, who will be kicking from guard to tackle, yeah. could be a disaster to, you know, to get moving him out there. Again, yeah. I don't know what's going to matter. I just know that in terms of looking at it on paper, yeah. it's, it's clear mismatches. And I think that, you know, like I said, if you want to have a chance to win this game, those are the matchups that you have to win, and, and you have to win convincingly in order to right. do so, I think. And so that's where the Bucks defensive line – and remember, Vita Vea didn't play last time the two teams played, and now Grady had his highest yeah. – his best pass blocking grade of the season in any game uh, per pro football focus. Now that it comes back, I don't think it's going to be as high as graded game of the season. Changes this right. week. I don't know if it'll be as lowest, but I think yeah. it'll be. I don't think it'll be as highest. Well, John, we've got we've got not only a five dollar super chat from our our loyal friend Buccaneer Bruce, but he's also from Overland Park, Kansas, deep in the heart of Chiefs Kingdom. With this intel for us, Chiefs fans think their offensive line is good to go and will dominate the Bucks defensive line. I beg to differ, John. I think Buccaneer Bruce does. 
And what say you? I think I think you would agree with that. I don't think the Chiefs' offensive line is ready for the challenge that's in front of them now. Do I think the scheme will help them a lot? Yes, it already helps them a lot. I mean, they're not yeah. getting here with the guys they have. With the scheme, doesn't help them a lot. So there's more to it than that. You know, we're going to look at probably most fans will see. Oh, there isn't pass. You know, they haven't run out of a sack, or they haven't influenced the game as a pass rush. You know, clearly in the first quarter, your pass rush is doing poorly. They're getting dominated. I don't know if that'll be the case. It's going to be a lot of schematic things, I think, that are that are put in place to help that group. Uh, but there's going to come a time and a moment that if you can keep the game within reach, that group is going to have opportunities to tee off and make a difference. And so they're again, it's not going to be just every single time you know, every single play where you're teeing off and you're wrecking. I just don't think it's going to be that way because of the scheme. It's not like a, a buck scheme where you're dropping back, at, you know, deep every play. Like there's a lot of yeah. get the ball out quick type of schemes and things like that um, that negate pass rush. So get hands up, get in the passing lanes. Tip ball could change the Super Bowl, man. I mean, it could. really could change the Super Bowl. It's crazy. Uh, you know, that's the, the mentality has to be there. Uh, change the change the wild card game, right, against Washington. Yeah. So I Don, think that's key. KO Gamer wants to know about yeah. those cannons. Uh, I think it's absolutely ridiculous, Scott. I mean, like, I just, I don't, it's no competitive advantage to the Bucks to fire the right. cannons when they score. Like, right. it doesn't, it's just atmosphere thing. Like, it's fun right. for fans. Fans are there. It's in Tampa Bay. Like, use right. the cannons, man. Like, it's not a competitive advantage to anyone. Like, it's, yeah. I mean, if you don't want to play when they get in the red zone, that's fine. But, like, Right. Well, they score a touchdown. Who who cares after that? I, right now, I understand that this this is a fan thing versus a stadium operational thing, right? Because the stadium operations they're the ones who fire the cannons at Ray J when the Bucks get in the red zone or when they score, right? I get that, but um, there's going to be some Chiefs fans there, right? I mean, th- it's the Super Bowl; they're going to come down for this, oh, yeah. and 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 even there might be some neutral observers who decide to get into the the, the Chiefs frenzy, right? Uh, I grew up in Chiefs territory. I was there at Arrowhead as a young kid when they started the chop, right? The you know the mm-hmm. Florida State chop, the Braves yeah. chop. The Chiefs have it too. On third down, that's when they do it. You know they make they make the loud noise and they do this, and that, that kind of fires up the Chiefs defense. Right. Uh, I've lived it for for years up there, and so my whole thing is is that's going to be happening when the Chiefs are on defense on third down going against the Bucks offense, right? Um, that that's going to, this is a neutral game. This could be chiefs fans. there doing that. And that probably has more of an effect on the game itself because maybe it induces a false start. If it's loud enough, if there's enough chiefs fans, I don't yeah. know with 25,000 in attendance, right. but like you said, John, the cannons going off at Raymond James stadium after they get into the red zone or score a touchdown has zero competitive advantage for the Buccaneers. Right. Right. That's and why anything, it matters not to me. Like, I don't. Yeah. If, if anything, it's it's almost like a reward. Like, the NFL right. could have just said, you know what, Chiefs, listen, we hear your argument. You know what? The Chiefs, or, the, or I should say the Bucks, are the first team to, to make the Super Bowl and host it. Yeah. Right. And th- <laughs> this, is the, this is their reward for doing so. This is their perk. Right. We don't see any competitive advantage. Just, you know, relax. And you know what? If you don't want the cannons going off, Hold them out of the red zone. Hold them out of the end zone, right? Yeah. The NFL could right. said. Right. I I just don't think – I again, I don't know why does the league even need to get involved in that. It's just ridiculous. It's not a competitive advantage thing. Just let them – I them. agree. It's the same thing with Kansas City. If Kansas City had a ritual, you know, or whatever, they hit the drums, I think, when they score the touchdowns. Yeah. And I would definitely want that if it were an era. Like, sure. that's part of the game, the atmosphere. It, you hear opposing players talk all the time about, oh, it's right. awesome going to play in this place. Or, or, or John. Like Minnesota hosts the Super Bowl, right? Every every couple of years, 
what if the Vikings are in it? Like it, the Viking horn going off, like the skull, you know, all that stuff. Like that's just part of the atmosphere. Right. You know, uh, here's what else I'm fine with. I'm fine with these super chats we have coming in tonight because thanks to oh, our great friend yes. Courtney, uh, she is doubling our super chat donations tonight. She's matching them actually. So yeah. however much we get in in the next 10 minutes or so, uh, it's going to be doubled by her, which is a very generous offer. That's her way of super chatting us tonight. So thank you for these super chats tonight. Chris says, most of New England is rooting hard for the Bucks, of course. John and Scott, you talk about how much Brady truly turned this team around, locker room and everything. Oh, yes. Great story today, Scott. I said it to you. Levante yeah. David was on the uh, All Things Covered podcast with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden, the ex-Cardinals yeah. corner and the current Cardinals corner, uh, Patrick Peterson. And Peterson asked him about – if Brady talks about his Super Bowl experience as much. And Lamonte David shared a great story. Hopefully you guys have seen it. It's on social media. It's also on PeterReport.com. There's a story up with a video in it. But Lamonte David talked about uh, how after they won the NFC Championship game, everybody was excited. He was like, I was excited. It's my first time. He's like, yeah. and I guess somebody was crying. He didn't remember whether it was Jaden Mickens or Chris Godwin or somebody yeah. was crying. And he said, somebody was crying after they won, like happy. And Brady like turned around and was like, what the you crying for? He's like, we're done. we ain't done yet. And he was like, serious. What the F are you crying for? <laughs> and Levante was like, oh, he's right. And he was like, he said, I had a couple of tears, and I was like wiping my tears away. He's like, I don't want. To, I'm not trying to get him to. He's like, yeah, of course, you know. And so yeah. he was just like realizing, like, it really is about the Super Bowl or bus. And that's just, I mean, I just think Brady's unique, man. Like, I there yeah. are some people who are. There's a difference between hardworking people and then which i think you know all the credit in the world but there are some people who are fanatical and i don't know what it means for other aspects of their life because i've been fanatical about a few things and right. it's hard to keep life in balance when that happens i can't comment on that for everybody but i just think brady is like fanatical about football He's a perfectionist right yeah. the, the details matter the little the little things matter we all laughed when greg shiano was trying to tell the, the buccaneers back in the day toes on the line but toes on the line matter because if your toes aren't on the line then you're off sides right i mean it's it's little things like that it's the yeah. little things that, that win games right and most of brady's super bowls have come on field goal field goals at the last minute of the game i mean you, you've not seen the patriots blow out teams in the Super Bowl before. So he understands the little things matter, the attention to detail, limiting penalties, limiting take, uh, turnovers. Um, stop beating yourself, right? I mean, the, the, the number one rule of football, don't beat yourself. And it's finally taken hold, you know? And William Butler, again, with another Super Chat, thank you so much for your Super Chats tonight, Bucks fans. You're awesome. What type of game does Brady need to win? Um, I think three touchdowns. I think three touchdown passes from Brady and, and no turnovers. I think however many yards, whether it's you know 175 or 375, uh, it doesn't matter. I think it's the touchdowns. He needs to put points on the board. Uh, touchdowns, not field goals, and no turnovers by by the goat. What do you think? Yeah, John? the biggest thing to me is that we just have to like. I mean, I, I if there's one goal that I have as an analyst. It's to change the mentality of everything being on a quarterback, everything good and everything bad. You know, I, you've heard yeah. me. Many times this season, get on this podcast and say, "Guess what? People want to blame Brady for this throw. It's not his fault." And I and I'm just bringing reality to it. And after the Rams game, which I thought was his worst game of the season, I literally tweeted and said that this game is on him. He cannot make these throws. I do right. not think he played well in any facet in this game. It was very rare for him. But I said that, and I said after other games like the Saints game, I was like, 
you watch the tape. I just don't think it's his. I think he's the last thing you're worried about. I think everything yeah. around him was absolute garbage in that game. And so, uh, you know, again, it's all about reality. We can't continue to like blindly just say offense is bad, quarterback is bad. Like we right. do that too often. And so, yeah. to me, and I, that's why I wrote the story after their win over the Packers when I said like. As much as I give Brady credit for them being in the Super Bowl, we have to recognize this is a roster that got them there. Like, yeah. even when Brady was brilliant against the Packers, they they did well. And when Brady right. and and the other receivers struggled, the, the the what the team's really built on more than anything struggled in the second half. The defense rose up, and Jason Light, what he's done to build the roster, yeah. and so it is a team thing, man. And Brady can't be horrible, obviously. Yeah. In this, oh yeah, I, sure. you know, we don't we don't really see that. Brady doesn't. When I say I'm not was worried about Brady's other aspects of the team. I don't think Brady's going to lose the game. You know, now right. is Brady going to be better than Mahomes? And is yep. it going to take Brady being better than Mahomes? Maybe. Mm-hmm. And if he can't be, guess what? Right. Chiefs are starting the dynasty. Like, yeah. and I, I mean, at some point, you're just like, all right, Mike, yeah. Mahomes is Mahomes, and that's you know the way that it is. Here's what I like about about Brady in the Super Bowls. Right, he threw a pick six against the Falcons, and in the, they were down. What was the the score at that point, John? Was it twenty eight three, something like that? Twenty six three. Which in, game? In the Super Bowl against the Falcons. Falcons, 23, yeah. 23, right, okay. So, like, that's happened before. He's dug himself out of that hole, right? He threw a pick six. He played awful, brought the team back. He didn't play exceptionally well, I, I don't think, against the Rams, like the lowest-scoring Super Bowl in, in modern history, if not all time, right? Yeah. Um, but he made enough plays to throw to Gronk uh, to, to win that game. So he has – he's won Super Bowl MVPs. He's seen other teams uh, or other players, I should say have Super Bowl MVPs. So I, I, I think that that he's run the full gambit from winning the Super Bowl to losing it and then being the star and almost being a, a, a bit of a role-playing point guard. Right. And, and I think that experience is going to help him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, real quick, want to mention that if you're into this and into the live format stuff that we do on Peter Report, make sure you check out and download the app Locker Room. It's a great app that is changing the way we talk about sports. It's the only place for live audio conversations about the takes, rumors, news, and teams that you care about. React to sports news as it happens. Gather all your friends and watch parties for the biggest games. Rep your favorite teams and find your community. Better Sports Talk is just a tap away. Download on the Apple App Store and join the conversation. I'll have an, uh, one going out. And again, if you get if you get the Apple or the um, Locker Room app and you follow Pewter Report on the Locker Room app, uh, when I, when we go live from there, you'll get actually a push notification to your phone. So I'll send those out tomorrow. I'm going live and we'll talk a little bit more about this game and cool some of the details. We get into a lot of the nitty gritty on my show that I do, and then we also go live before the game. So hoping and we're still trying to work it out because some of us are going to be in the press box hoping taylor matt will be able to go live before the super bowl and then at halftime of the super bowl to get some of your thoughts and you can get on there audio audibly you can talk to them uh they'll give you the mic and they'll let you talk on the on the app and it's really cool some people that are in this chat in this show are come to everyone that we do and we had we had like 30 people in the last one it was a lot of fun there's cool. lots of interaction and it's it's a great time so get that locker room app i know it's only available on, on ios i think right now uh, and so sorry for the Android users, um, but they are working on an Android edition, I believe. I don't know what the timetable for that will be, but we've had a lot of fun with it. If you got an iPad or something, uh, you know, try and jump on there with us. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. I loved uh, – somebody had a had a comment up uh, as a Patriots oh, fan. I, yes, no, it's okay. Here you go. Here you go. Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, I think this is one of the coolest things about the Brady thing 
that I wish we had more of an ability to quantify because I would write an article about yeah. it if I could get numbers on it. Um, I know the ratings in Boston for every Bucks game and, and in that area huge. and huge. They're, they're huge. Like they're huge. And I think I don't know that there is a player in the NFL, Scott, that if he went to another team, that fans would want to follow him and care as much. I think Patriots fans, as miserable as the Patriots season was, the way that they have been able to enjoy this season and have right. success this season through Bucks fans, I see it all the time on Twitter. I talk to tons of Patriots fans that I know yeah. and people who write and cover the Patriots. I think it's the coolest thing in the world that like they've literally picked this NFC team up and cheered from. I don't remember it happening with another player, obviously pretty unprecedented for guy who's been somewhere 20 years, go to another team and go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't think that's ever happened either, but – I just think it's the coolest thing in the world, and I think it's amazing that 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 that's happened. And I think I'll be just excited that Patriots fans are, are super excited for this Super Bowl coming up. I think it's so cool. No doubt about it. we got a special guest joining us in just a second. Matt Arrington first with the Super Chat. Do you guys think we can win a shootout with the Chiefs on Sunday? And how much of an impact do you think Scotty Miller will have? I think Scotty Miller's play will be determined by how much Antonio Brown ends up playing in this game. Um I'd like to see Scotty Miller get a touchdown. I mean, I just think that he's a he's a big play waiting to happen. I think the Bucks can win a shootout with the Chiefs, and that might be a little little precursor to my score prediction. Uh, also, Logan Merrick, the Bucks remind me of the Giants when we when they played the Perfect Patriots. Their seasons are very similar. Agreed with that, uh, Logan. Appreciate the super chat. And right now, we're joined by a a special guest. We're gonna uh, welcome Chris. From Dugout Mugs to the Peter Report Podcast. How you doing, Chris? Chris, we don't hear you. I'm going to unmute him. I'm trying yeah. to unmute him. Okay, there we there go. There it is. I'm back. Hey, Chris. What's up? Cheers. How you doing? Doing good, man. Getting ready for this weekend. Yeah, let, let's talk about this, right? Because it's not just Super Bowl Sunday. There's going to be a hell of an event Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. That. We have uh, we rented out Topgolf uh, in Tampa, and we have about 40 of our – uh, celebrity athlete friends coming. Obviously, I, I'm one of the owners of Dugout Mugs. We turn baseball bats into beer mugs. You see my World Series wow. thing. But really cool. First and foremost, awesome. I've been a Bucks fan growing up. So, to, I, I mean, I saw it, God, what is it, 18 years ago? Yeah. Uh, so now we get to see it again. And uh, I know it's weird that a baseball company would be in a football like event, but really? Big Poppy is somebody that we've worked with uh, a number of times. So, yep. Uh, he's he's one of the recipients of the donations, him and Chris Godwin. So right. somebody we all know very well yes. uh, from the Bucks. Yes. So Team Godwin, they do stuff with at-risk animals, and Big Poppy helps kids with heart surgeries. It's a really cool uh, collab that we're doing with those guys. Uh, Chris isn't going to be there for obvious reasons, but sure. um, we're still going to be rocking and rolling. Sunday, right? So he's a little yeah. busy. Today. He's got some things to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but but uh, let's let's talk about this event. Uh, how much does it does it cost? And, and you mentioned a bunch of celebrities. Who else is going to be there? And and is it Top Golf? So that's going to be a fun night of entertainment Saturday night. Well, it's been pretty unique, right? Because with COVID and everything going on, we had to find something that would be compliant and safe for everybody to be. Right. So Top Golf was that perfect fit. It's got the bays are probably ten feet apart, twelve right. feet apart. They've got plexiglass. There's individual servers. There's only six people allowed per bay. Um, we've gone to great extents. Uh, we have sanitizer sponsors. We have everything covered to where it's going to be a really good event. And yeah. uh, as far as the celebrities, it's getting too long to remember. But so let me look at this list. So we have 
obviously Big Poppy, Adam Hall, David Wells, Boomer's going to be there, Chris Kirkpatrick, Cliff Floyd, Warren Sapp, Johnny Damon, Titus O'Neill, and, and the Big Show from WWE, Brandon Merriweather, Edron James, Fred Taylor, Devin Hester, oh my God, Michael Gibbons, wow. Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank, Dwight Gooden, Nick Swisher, Culpepper, Andrew Jones, like and there's about 15 more, but I'm not just going to keep going. But it's a hell of an event, and there's nothing else going on. And, right? and Tampa, Chris, Chris, here's the thing, right? I've, yeah. I've been to Super Bowl parties in Tampa, right? Like back when when the Steelers were playing the Cardinals, or even back when when the Ravens beat the Giants here. And I mean, Tampa, there, there were Super Bowl parties galore. This year Everywhere. has wiped nothing. a lot of those out. So this is really, I want to say, the only game in town, but the main event in town yeah. Saturday night. So if yeah, there's, there's a few clubs that have music going on and, yeah. and things like that, but that's to be expected. But as far as an all out event, right. Um, we're fortunate. My business partner in this particular thing, Matt uh, Haynes with Epic events, mm-hmm. he does the American century classic every year out in Lake Tahoe. So right. he's, and he does the direct TV party every year and does Super Bowl stuff. So he knows what he's doing. And mm-hmm. there was only one venue that looked like would work. Right. And we, we grabbed it up pretty quick. Um, you know, yeah, betting, it's betting that everything time. would be okay. It's always a fun time at, at Top Golf. Uh, tell people yeah. where, where they can get tickets. I assume tickets still available for Saturday night. Uh, there's six. There's six bays available. That's okay. it. That's um, it. And then general admission tickets are 250 bucks. Okay. Uh, there's some bays that are available for 2500, and that includes six uh, players. Okay. And I think you even get four general admission tickets on top of it. So it's wow. not bad. It's very reasonable. Right. Um, uh, but you can go to supercelebrityshootout.com. Supercelebrityshootout.com. All right, yeah. I love it. Supercelebrityshootout.com. There's probably 40 general admission tickets left. Because okay. uh, we've been pushing it pretty pretty heavy on uh, 102.5. Godwin right. and Poppy and everybody have been sharing it. So um, yeah. we're almost sold out. Well, and the great thing is, is that this is money that's going to be raised for some great celebrity causes, including Chris yeah. Godwin's. Mention that one more time because he does a lot of great work in the Tampa Bay area. He does. Uh, team, the Team Godwin uh, Foundation, It's uh, in general, it deals with at-risk animals. Yeah. Um, there's a group locally because you guys are Tampa, right? Yeah. So uh, it's called Athletes and Causes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do Grady Goat and things like that. So uh, they're dear friends of Dugout Mugs, and that's kind of how we got to, to Chris. That's cool. Um, but yeah, they're, they they uh, a lot of good people doing a lot of good things, and I don't think we talk about it enough, to be quite honest with you. Exactly. You know. But yeah, that's what we're doing. We're gonna we're gonna raise money and have a lot of fun. There's some silent auctions. There's some amazing prizes. We even have. Uh, there, I'm not allowed to talk about who's gonna show up, but we have a concert that's popping up, and there's gonna be. Um, he would kill me if I said it, so I can't. But there's going to be some really, really cool stuff happening uh, All right. ahead of time that we're working out. I know there's a culinary kickoff thing happening. I think they're doing yeah. it maybe at the event or streaming it from there. So wow. it's going to be fun. It's going to yeah. be fun. Only three more three more days, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, and, and Buccaneer fans and Peter Report readers, listeners and viewers, myself, John Ledger, Mark Cook, and we're, we're going to be out there. So we're going to be yeah. out there Sunday night joining you in, in, a, in a great night having fun. Uh, getting some golf in, meeting some celebrities. So should be a great time. What a great event right before Thank Super you. Bowl Sunday. So Thank you. Um, I'll be sure to stop by and uh, uh, swing the sticks with you guys. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us, Chris. And we'll also be promoting that on our social media on Peter Report as well. All right. Thanks, fellas. Take it easy. Have a good night. Right. Well, John. All right. It's that time, it's Scott. It's that time. Now, here's, here's the thing, Buccaneer fans. This is your chance. This is our Wednesday night preview podcast only one more game left right 
That's a Super Bowl. So John's going to go first. I want everyone's Super Bowl predictions right here in the feed. I'm going to put up as many as I can while John's talking. John's going to do the same for me as I give my prediction. John, computer report. Let's go. Let's get it. All right. I just wanted to tweet out that we I, I tweeted out the show and I said it's prediction time. So everybody right. who might have jumped out at some point could come back in and hear the predictions. I have seen all of your comments over the last couple of weeks. I have known who I was picking for this game from the moment that Sunday Sunday's Bucks game ended or Chiefs game, whichever game was second. I don't even remember at this point. The Chiefs game was second. So as soon as this the game this that game went final, I knew who I was picking. But I have observed the comments from Bucks fans uh, that have been in this chat about what they think I'm going to pick for the last two weeks now. And uh, I think that uh, there's been a very strong consensus that I'm going to go with the Kansas city chiefs, probably because I think I've remarked that they're on the way to building a dynasty and that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback and the best player in the NFL right now. And I think he's uh, has a real strong chance to be the best player to ever play this game. Um, And I think he's going to do unbelievable things and he's still ridiculously young you could argue they have wide receiver one. You could argue they have tight end one. I wouldn't fight you very hard on either of those things, to be honest, especially this season. Um, and they really don't need much more than that because of how unique those talents are. Somebody said this is the best big three ever, and I think it's a great argument uh, that, that is, this is the best big three ever. Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey, just the way that they complement each other and how hard each of them are to defend in the game plan against, just so unique as players. But I don't care about any of that because the Bucs are going to win. And here's why they're going to win, Scott. Here's why the Bucs are going to be Super Bowl champions. Yes, if you get a little buzz when I say that. I understand what you mean. I understand what you're feeling. Super Bowl champions because there's a little magic surrounding this team, Scott. And somebody said it earlier in this chat. They said – John is too realistic. <laughs> John is too realistic to pick the Bucs to win this game because I look at all the facts and the stats and all that right. stuff. But I do. I think all that stuff more often than not leads you to believe which team would win the majority of the time the two teams play. And that's why I said if the majority of the time these two teams play, if they played 100 times, I think yep. the Chiefs would win more than 50 of them. I do. I think that's how it would go down. That's right. And tonight – is the Bucks time, and they're going to go out there and take it, as Herb would say. This I think that this team, they're ready for this type of moment. I think that they're ready. Their confidence wasn't ready even when the playoffs started as well as they were playing. Their confidence is ready. Their focus is there. I think the game plan with extra time to prepare is going to be even better and more unique than it's been. I think they're great coming out of their last bye. I think they had a great plan. They knew how to go about it. I know they didn't score in that first half, but I thought they knew what to do offensively, and it showed itself yeah. in the second half against Atlanta. I think they come out. I think they learned a lot from the last time they played the Chiefs. I think there's going to be a lot of different things. With your score, John. 33 to 30. Ryan Suckup, walk off field goal, baby, in the wow. Super Bowl for ring number seven for Tom Brady, number two for Tampa Bay. John, I, I've got to I've got to disagree with you. Oh, what? But but first, but first we're gonna talk about three months oh. supply wow. giveaway here from Celsius. It's really simple. Celsius and Peter Report have teamed up to announce a free. I'm going to give you my prediction in just a second. Hang on. They, they've teamed up to announce a free product giveaway for three months' supply of Celsius. That includes original, heat, BCAA, sweetened stevia, meaning eight to, to 12 pack cases or 96 cans if your favorite in stock flavor. Here's how you do it Celsius is going to pick two lucky Peter Report podcast listeners and visitors. Chosen at random to win a three-month supply of Celsius. Here's all you got to do. 
Subscribe to Peter Report TV on YouTube. Should have been doing it already. If you haven't done it, do it right now. And when you do, take a screen capture of it. Number two, follow Celsius Official on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. They want you to do all three. They're only making you do one. That's all you got to do. And when you do that, take a screenshot of it. Then you have screenshots of those two things to enter to win. Go to celsius.com backslash pewter. And when you do that, you're going to enter your name, your email address, and you're going to upload those two screen captures, and you're entered to win a three-month supply of Celsius. They're giving it away on fr I'm sorry, on Monday, February 8th. John, the reason why I'm disagreeing with you is your score. Uh... <laughs> the Bucks are going to win this at home with Tom Brady. Okay? They're going to win this. That's but right. They're going to win this. 34 to 31 with the Ryan suck up field goal. Baby. Go! That's it. 34 to 31. John, you say 33 30. We're both thinking alike. Great minds think alike. We got the Buccaneers edging the Chiefs at home in Super Bowl 55. Who's the MVP? With Derek Brooks presenting the Super Bowl trophy to the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. Cannons firing. Super Bowl MVP. Scotty Miller. <laughs> Scotty Miller. I was actually going to say playoff yeah. money, but I can't go there. No, um, I, I, I'm, I'm actually going to say Tom Brady. It's, it's been his year. 43 touchdowns at age 43 for this guy. Uh, I think he's going to outduel Mahomes. And, and I think, I think uh, the, the key to this is Todd Bowles figured out the Chiefs in quarters two through four. That's going to continue starting in quarter one in the Super Bowl on Sunday. The other thing is psychologically, John, you mentioned the confidence. It's all downhill after beating the Saints in New Orleans. This team's full of confidence, and, and I can see it happening. On the defensive side, uh, if, if a defensive player gets it, I could see either Shaq or JPP or Devin White getting it, but I think it's going to be Brady's night. Selfishly, I hope Carlton Davis wins MVP if the Bucs win because be the way the last game went, oh, I just what a redemption story, right? For, for Carlton Davis, if he were to win the MVP, and that so, dude, man, I love that dude. He speaking just, of which, Buck fans, if you haven't read it yet, check out my Super Bowl MVP dark horse candidate for the Buccaneers. I got that story up the other night, it's a little interesting twist. I mentioned Carlton Davis as well as four other Buccaneers that might be dark horses. The criteria I used was they couldn't have been a pro bowler. So that takes out JPP and Shaq and Levante and Tom and, and all of these guys. But I got five non-Pro Bowl Buccaneers that I think could be like Dexter Jackson was for the Buccaneers in 2002, the Super Bowl MVP, should your Tampa Bay Buccaneers win it. But you know what, John? Let's fire the cannons. Let's see this, this town ignite, right? The Lightning won the Super Bowl or the, the Stanley Cup. The Bucs win the Super Bowl. Uh, this would be Titletown, Tampa Bay. It would have an awesome ring to it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Chris Godwin. I think Chris Godwin too wins MVP for real. Okay, I could see it totally. Bounce back from all the drops and has a huge game. We want to thank everyone for the super chats tonight. Thank you, Courtney, for uh, for matching those super chat donations tonight. That was awesome. Um, we want to remind everybody to come um, check out our interview with Dwight Smith. Hear what Dwight has to say on Saturday at Glory Days in Carrollwood. Uh, regardless of whether you buy his opinion or not, I don't. But the guy did have two pick sixes in the Super Bowl and helped your Buccaneers win the first one. Hopefully, it's right before the Bucs win the second one. So, you come know, see us at Glory Days from noon to two, and we're going to have Celsius giveaways, Peter Report giveaways, and Glory Days giveaways. One of the things I'm most excited to hear Dwight Smith's opinion on is honestly, is Ronnie Barber and John Lynch? Like, what? 
you know, he played with him. Like, does he yeah. think he was Hall of Fame? You know, especially with aligning with the things, the other things he said he thinks. Exactly. Does he think those guys, you know, should, you know. So, again, obviously don't agree with him, but I, I would want to hear whether he, what he thinks about Ronnie Barber. And we'll find out. What do we find out Sunday morning? That's a, another little bonus. Yeah, Sunday Ronnie. morning. That's right. We'll out, yeah, about Barber and John Lynch on Sunday morning. So, this is going to yeah. be a, yeah. I'm ready. And so, anyway, as you mentioned, Thursday. Go ahead. I I I've known Dwight for 20 years. He's a great guy. Like he'll he'll be happy to sign autographs, take pictures. Uh, you know, Super Bowl record holder. He's he's fantastic. Come on out to and, and meet John, myself, Mark Cook, Matt, and and uh, Grizz. We're all going to be at Glory Days in Carrollwood, noon to two on Saturday. Yeah, I'd love to meet some of y'all, man. I've been out here for a couple months. I have met a couple people here and there, but. Would be awesome to meet some more. We got a show tomorrow night. Let's talk about that and get out of here. Yeah, for sure. Tomorrow night, uh, we've got uh, Chiefs. Seth Keezer, who covers the Chiefs for the Athletic, is coming on. We're going to talk lots of details in that one. Chiefs offensive line is not totally set for who's going to start. So we're going to ask him about that, uh, where those players have played, how they've played this season, and where the matchups could be that the Bucs could win and where the matchups are that the Bucs have to be worried about. And then Saturday, we'll be live. Uh, Saturday, uh, noon to 2, with another podcast. And then after the Super Bowl, we got to talk about this still, but it's going to be such a late night by the time that Super yeah. Bowl wraps up. If we it wins, be- we may be juiced up, but we'll still be in the press box. I'm not sure we'll be able to get a podcast up until the yeah. next day, but we will get one up, and obviously you're all taken off the next day. So if we do one in the morning, yeah. you all will be up with us, I'm sure, so, uh, to celebrate the Super Bowl or talk about what the next step is. We'll see, but it'll be to celebrate a Super Bowl. So until then, until tomorrow, 7.30 p.m., I'll be on again on the Peter Report podcast. Thanks so much for listening to another edition of the Peter Report podcast. Out. Out.